Thanks for tuning into my new show, Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People. I'm Steve Ray, author of the book, How to Get U.S. Market Ready. And in my previous podcast, I shared some of the lessons I've learned from 30 years in the wine and spirits business, helping brands enter and grow in the U.S. market. This series will be dedicated to the personalities who have been working in the Italian wine sector in the U.S., their experiences, challenges, and personal stories. I'll uncover the roads that they walked, shedding light on current trends, business strategies, and their unique brands. So, thanks for listening in, and let's get to the interview. Hi, this is Steve Ray, and welcome to this week's edition of the Italian Wine Podcast, Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People. This week, I'm happy to have as guests Jack Martin Cohen of technology platform Grape Inn, and also Gaetano Peragine of Stra Italian, uh, who is a, a very creative and unique uh, producer, exporter, and marketer of brands from Italy. So I originally met Jack through attending and speaking at a number of conferences. We've been in conversations as his program has been developing, and I'm a big fan of it. And in Gaetano's situation, we met at Vin Italy one year, and I remember sitting with him with my partner, Howard Bernstein, and listening to this guy talk and think, my God, he's either brilliant or full of crap. And I ter- it turned out he was, in fact, brilliant. And that's why we've got him on the, on the show today, because he is actually prototyping or using, not prototyping, the system that we're going to be talking about that doesn't bypass the three-tier system, but is a way around it so that producers can maintain control and management of how their brand is perceived, marketed, sold, shipped, ordered, all that stuff, warehoused in the United States. So I'm going to turn it over to to Jack for a quick bio on uh, how you got to the point where you were even uh, creating this platform, what it has to do with the wine industry. And then we'll follow with Gaetano with a little insight into his operation. Jack? Hi, Steve. Thank you for uh, having me here. It's great to be here. So yeah, I'm Jack, the founder of Grapin. My background is actually in digital advertising. Prior to Grapin, I was working at a big data company that uh, was acquired for over a billion dollars. While I was there, I was serving brands, consumer brands from all over the world. One of my clients was an international producer. And working with that producer, I realized that this industry still doesn't have the benchmarks you would expect when going uh, digital marketing. And that's what sprung my curiosity to look at it closer. At the same year, I was traveling in Tuscany and uh, met with producer. That's where I realized that there is some sort of a, of a breakage between the producer and the market in the U.S. Uh, later on, you know, I learned more about the, the three tiers and so on. For the past uh, several years, I've been helping uh, new brands to penetrate the U.S. market, mostly helping them with digital marketing. That's where I learn more about the problems and end up developing the technology platform, which is now called Grapin. Cool. So Gaetano, can you tell us a little about you and how you connected with Jack? Yes. Ciao, Steve, and uh, thank you very much for the excellent introduction. I'm Gaetano Peragine, the managing director of Stray Italian, which means quintessentially Italian. You brilliantly, brilliantly, Steve, condensed what we do. I mean, we're creators, producers, and exporters of Italian wine. We've teamed up a group of winemakers in Italy in uh, seven regions. We have seven estates, and we, um, had, uh, we have made efficiencies in every single step of the value chain, from HR to production to labeling, creating, buying, uh, Anything you can think of, we made efficiencies so we can actually, in a team, produce great wine from north to south and 
selling all over the world at a very, very competitive price. So when you're talking about efficiency, really uh, what you're doing is taking out costs, identifying areas where there's not being value added and finding ways around that so you can uh, take costs out of the system and maximize margins for those who are, are participating in the system and ultimately being able to... Exactly so, Steve. Absolutely. I mean, we do not want to dump on our clients our inefficiencies. Uh, we don't want to price a wine at eight euros when the wine can be easily sold as five euros because if you do your job well, you're in-house, you're housekeeping and you're... Uh, you're organizing, you can easily sell at a, at a lower price. It doesn't mean the wine is cheaper. The wine is just being sold at a fair at a fair price. I mean, I always say that you need to be a farmer to produce a great wine, but you also need to be an entrepreneur, a businessman. So you need to organize your wineries in a way that your great product can be leveraged onto the market and be fairly priced, not overly priced because of inefficiencies. Great. And that's based on a deep understanding of how the system works, both from uh, the vines in Italy to the shelves in the United States. Okay. So back to Jack, can you give us a top line of what the Great Bend technology platform is, how it works, and how it differs from, I would say, the two traditional ways new brands and uh, small brands get to the U.S. One is a traditional agency model where the import company takes over the responsibility for everything, influencing the the packaging, but also uh, logistics of getting the product in, ordering it, paying the money, clearing customs, getting it into a warehouse, selling it to distributors, and getting it delivered to distributors for them to be able to sell to on- and off-premise retailers. The other model that's probably most common or common as well is service importers, which basically are perform the back office functions of an importer, but not necessarily the marketing or distribution functions. So where does Grapevin fit relative to those two things? Sure. So to focus on, you know, the problems and the uh, equivalent solutions, working in the past uh, several years with multiple brands, new brands, we realized that um, they have some common challenges. And uh, in today's competitive market, High product quality is not a guarantee for success in, in any way. The first challenge is usually access to the market. So access to the market is limited. Big distributors are, are busy bringing products that are produced in, in large quantities. And the uh, some of the logistics services are a bit too expensive to start with. Then once on the market, to generate sales opportunities is, is costly uh, since the market is saturated. When working with, and finally, when working with intermediates, it creates a discount connect between the product owner, whether it's the producer in Italy or the creative, uh, some sort of a a gap between the product owner and the client. You know, our our goal is to basically empower the brands to access the U.S. market, but then also give them the tools to generate uh, sales and manage orders. And the way we do that is by enabling path to market, by connecting and matching that supplier with a an importer, distributor that can stage their product in the market. Ideally, we're looking for a good match between the products that importer distributor is presenting and their existing portfolio. So you're basically being added to to a portfolio and and, and add value to both sides. Then once you're on the market, we're leveraging digital marketing to generate B2B leads in a cost-effective way, as well as tap into local sales reps to present your product in the market. Finally, the platform operates as the supplier's virtual storefront to sell to B2B and manage orders 24-7. The supplier gets transparency into sales and direct market feedback, so he or she can 
log in from Toscany, their morning time, and see um, see how well their product are doing in, let's say, Florida with Gaetano, uh, without having to even uh, speak to anyone at, at that point. So really, the fundamental issue that I find most producers have is they don't understand the U.S. three-tier system. And frankly, they're farmers, uh, not entrepreneurs. With a nod to Gaetano, the reality is they're good at making good wine, and they're, that's what they specialize in. So they need help or a guide or a way to navigate the complexities of the U.S. market and still deliver a product to the end consumer that's at a fair price um, and high quality to price ratio. It, that all boils down to taking noise out of the system or removing friction from the system versus the traditional agency brand model or service importer model. So the question is, without going into great detail of how Grapebin platform actually works, what are the benefits that accrue to the people in the chain? You still have intermediaries and you still have intermediaries taking margin, but at the end of the day, those margins are lower and the net price to the consumer is more affordable and everybody wins. So tell us how that works. Sure. So the key concept is uh, to help the producer figure out what's the right go-to-market strategy for them. When we start working with a producer or a brand owner to that case, we identify in a data-driven way which markets are a better match for their products. Then we look for logistic partners that we work with in these markets in order to be able to uh, stage that product in the market. And we close the loop with online tools that give the producer immediate feedback on how well his product is doing in these specific markets. And what we usually recommend to producers to do is to bring limited amount of product to that market, to that identified market, and then take it to market and see how well it's doing and improve as they go. Instead of going internationally and get uh, entangled with the uh, logistics and, and the 3T regulations, focus on your product, focus on where it should go, and we help you get there. So you will not need to, to know much about the 3T. You can keep focus on your product and the feedback that you're getting and how we can improve it. One of the other things that I think is, is pretty important here, I've been a real advocate of this under the headline of optimize the way your brand is perceived online. And the problem is many producers for sure and and a fair number of importers and distributors don't really pay attention to that. And yet we're in a world where uh, label recognition technology on Vivino, pricing on Wine Searcher makes a lot of this stuff transparent. And, and that's kind of what's happening. The revolution is in transparency, where it used to be an opaque thing. You would sell your product to a distributor and they or an importer, and they would take it and take it from there. This system allows you to have visibility of what's going on, influence and control on it. And a side benefit, this is my point about the uh, Optimize Online, is all of this information will be digitized, meaning the way your brand looks is under your control. What label you're showing, make sure it's a current label, awards, those kinds of things, descriptions, tasting notes, scores, all those kinds of things are part of the file that follow this product all the way through. So if somebody decides they want to sell it via e-commerce, that data is in there. They don't have to call up and say, hey, can you send me in high resolution files of the, the label image flat and all of those kinds of things? Am I right in that? Steve, 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 you nailed it. Steve, this is exactly what uh, we're trying to do here. You completely nailed it. I mean, opaque, this is the word that, uh, the, the, the key word that it's, uh, it's really working as an obstacle to the producers. To imagine a winemaker spending his, uh, his time 365 days uh, uh, per year looking at the weather, it's going to be a frost, it's going to be uh, rainy, and then he gives up control 
over what it does. It gives up control over its wine production. It sells it to a to an importer and then off it goes to where? I don't know. Is it being priced fairly? Is it being perceived in the way that the winemaker wants it to be perceived on the market? And today, everything it's right there. Perception, Vivino, and I don't know how many millions subscribers and viewers Vivino has. So this intermediation, this is the key word to me, in this uh, hyper disintermediation. It's paramount. It's it's paramount today. We are we living in an hyper-connected world. We cannot afford any longer to abide to something that was decided in 1929, the prohibitionist era. I mean, we need to evolve. We cannot really give up control over what we sweat and work every day of our lives. I mean, we want to give the drinkers of our wine our way of explaining, sharing our production, the passion that we put into it, the communication, you, you, don't, you cannot afford of giving up control and communicating your own product, your territory, your land, your terroir. Without all this, it will be only a commodity. We don't want to sell commodity. We do not produce commodity wine. We sell wine with a soul. So we want to communicate the soul of our wine to our consumers. And I think a key point to make here is the system is very much three-tier compliant. There's no way to get around the three-tier system in the U.S. market. But there are ways, especially for smaller brands, to be three-tier compliant in a much more efficient and transparent way, as you said. So Gaetano, can you give us an example of a product you're working with and how it's moving through the system and what are some of the problems and solutions you've come across using this platform? Right. Yeah. You choose your best shots. You choose your three, four, five skews that really are your top production. You package them well in, you know, in three, four pallets. We get, of course, TTB compliant. We get the back label with, a, uh, with the importer's name of the back label. We send the three, four pallets with our best shots over to a temperature controlled uh, warehouse over into on the U.S. territory. And then, uh, as we said before, still in charge of communicating the land, the territory, and the unique selling point of our products without any filter we decide the wholesale price the price for which the product will be sold to the trade buyers it will be sitting on grapein which is a, a lead generating tech platform so in a nutshell we are here what we're we doing we're maximizing the chance of success the chance of reordering and the chance the chance of customer loyalty because to me sending four pallets once it's not exporting it's just shipping wine so here the solution is that you will be shipping the wine, your best shots will be sitting in Miami, will be sitting in San Francisco, will be sitting in New York, temperature controlled. Uh, You will know at any given point, at any given time, you will know what is the stock there, if if it's going out for tasting, if we've acquired new customers, what is the feedback from the ground, and you can fine tune the offer. And if you go, you have a a sell uh, 8,000 kilometers, so 5,000 miles, like you were selling down the streets where where your winery is in Italy. So you don't give up control, but you're selling it 5,000 miles away from you. And you know every single step of the way from production to selling it to a bar in Florida or in New York. Okay, I get that conceptually. So the question I think some listeners would have is, okay, so what's the importer's name that you put on the back of the label? What warehouse is it going to? Are you going to like... uh, you know, uh, uh, public warehouses like Western Carriers or or like those. I imagine in each of those stages, you're trying to save money. So like who functions as the importer for you? 
Jack, just... you want to take this? Because the answer is uh, we will pick and choose who the import is going to be depending on where the pro- what the product is. So if it's Florida, if it's sweet wine, it's going to be me, for instance, try Italian ink, it's going to be on the back label. If it's something more uh, for California, for instance, it's going to be uh, my partner in San Francisco. So it depends on what production is. We'll actually tailor-made an importers for you. We'll put that importer on the back label. Yeah, so in that sense, it's kind of like the service importers because uh, like MHW, you'll see Manhasset, New York, on the back label. It would be the DBA of the company, of the, the producer company, and an address of Hassett, New York. In the case of Park Street, it would be Miami. Yeah, let, let me let me try and, and get the uh, and take the answer to the previous question, Steve. So the key for the program is to first connect the or match the producer with a an importer that is on the market that has uh, some some good synergy with the product that uh, that producer is producing. So the first step, as mentioned, is to identify the market, then find a good partner in that market. And we consider the logistic partners, the importers, distributors, they're on the market as, as partners that help the producer stage the product. This way, the producer does not give away control over the representation of the product. And the producer has a say in how the product is being uh, positioned, what images and other information is being presented to the trade buyer and eventually to the end consumer, and even input on the price. The strengths of having technology involved is by closing the loop with immediate feedback from the market on how well the product is is doing. The producer can sit in in his house in, in Tuscany and see how many samples are being requested, how many are delivered, what orders are in the pipe, and also get feedback directly from the trade buyers um, and the sales reps on uh, how well a specific label is doing, how the price is being perceived, and that allows them to improve and, and make changes to the product if needed. Steve, we have 43,000 winemakers in Italy. And really to match all those winemakers with an importer in the U.S., it's practically impossible. It will not be doable. And only few of those, I think 5% maybe of the big guys, of the guys that produce wine in Italy in, in, in some sort of volumes, export to the U.S. So this is a way to give everyone a chance to say, hey, but is my wine good enough? Can my wine be, can my wine be of a success, a sort of success in the U.S.? Let's have a go. I don't have any importer. I don't have any distributor. But I, was, I want to still have a chance to be represented in, in the United States. If I go to Southern, they will never talk to me because they have such an encyclopedia of wines. Yeah, it's an accelerator program that is defined in time and budget. And you get an immediate uh, feedback on whether it's succeeding or not. You don't need to sit and wait for an importer to pick you up. But in order not to, not to get anyone aggregated, what I would say is that we're working with importers and distributors supplying them tools to streamline their own orders. And then when we're doing matching, we're actually matching a producer with an importer distributor when there's actually a synergy with their portfolio, it forms an accelerator program. Listen, listen to this uh, real life example. You are in Italy, an importer comes to you, he says, I'm going to sell you 10 containers of wine. The wine is good, okay, how much is the price? It's three euros, no way. I'm going to sell you 10 containers. So, okay, 240, no, 235, then 230. Then he really screws you to the last drop. 
230. The wine it's sold one pallet first to see how it goes. I don't know if it's going to pay me 120 days. And then it, it doesn't order anymore because God knows what he's told his customer that the wine is. It's uh, in Brunello rather than it's in Montalcino or whatever. The other scenario is I'm not going to go and ask for begging and I'm not going to beg anyone from, you know, those small guys like a little bit of opaque. I'm going to sell myself. Instead of selling for 240, I'm going to sell it for three euros X works. Plus I'm going to decide to sell it for $12 at a bar in San Francisco. So not only I'm going to be the one to say, hey, this one is made A, B, C, D. This is what's gone into it. This is the process. This is the way, you know, the unique way of making it. This is our land. I'm going to make, I'm going to sell more because I'm, I'm going to tell my consumers what the wine is about and a higher margin because it's easy to say, hey, I'm going to get one pallet, five pallets, but the price I tell you, okay, not three euros, 230. Okay. So for the sake of selling it, you know, you're going to sell for 10 cents, for 20 cents because this is, this is reality, guys. This is the reality. So I'm not, I don't want, the reason why I did try Italian ink myself is exactly this. I don't want to be screwed by a guy that comes from the US and says, hey, you're going going to pay how much I tell you to pay because I'm the guy you know, that sells. No. And then the guy that ends up working the land 24 months a year gets 10 cents and the guy gets whatever and that maybe he's not even able to sell the wine. So I'm going to have a chance myself with my production. This is what this does. Okay. So Jack, we have the logistics issues uh, identified. We're taking noise out of the system. We have a way of identifying the markets that they should be in and matching with an import and distribution solution, then what happens? So yes, Steve, what we did is launching our accelerator program, uh, which we call Key to Market. The idea is to help producer get to the market in a way that is controlled. The timing is defined, the, the length of the program, as well as the budget. And during the program, the producer is able, or the product owner to that extent, is able to get immediate feedback on how well the product is doing and get feedback from the market, what, what was good, if the price was, was okay, is the label need changing. And in order to, and the way that it works, uh, we practically uh, build a net network of service importers and clearing distributors that are using our platform to streamline and sell their own products. Once a producer starts working with platform, we add them uh, to an existing portfolio of one of our partners. At that point, their brand is basically being added to that distributor's portfolio. As part of their portfolio, they enjoy direct channel to existing active accounts. And that's especially important these days uh, with COVID, where a lot of accounts uh, shut down and up again. Sales are then driven by reps of the platform and reps that are working with the distributor where we are able to leverage digital in order to generate more leads and more awareness to the brand. The platform is basically becoming a self-serve for uh, trade buyers uh, to discover new products and reorder existing products. Okay. So in a sense, there's more opportunity for more brands, we're talking about smaller uh, producers here, to find distributor and import options to get their products into more of the country. What I really like about that is it's a way for the little guy to compete with the big guy in a way that makes sense for the little guy and doesn't uh, shut down or, or preempt the three-tier system. Again, what we're doing is taking noise out of the system. But one other point you guys mentioned, and I think is really important, is that it's not a decision that you have to make that it's a forever decision. And I like that. Strategically, when somebody's coming to the U.S. market, what I tell them is you want to push off forever decisions way down the road because you don't know right now what's going to be the right thing. So uh, one benefit of service importers 
as they exist now with MHW and Park Street and so forth, is you can hire them or participate. You pay a fee and you you have a contract and it's six months or a year or whatever it happens to be. In this particular system, you can basically do the same thing. But since you can monitor the, the activity as you're going, you can see on a month by month basis what's happening. Is your brand successful? Is it not? If not, how to pivot and start to change things and not wait for a two-month-old account sold report or depletion report uh, from a traditional importer. Gaetano, uh, give me a sense of how all this impacts or affects uh, the distributor side in the U.S. Sure. I mean, we will be their partners, really. I mean, this will allow U.S. distributors to feature a wide range of Italian wine, practically with direct import price, uh, without locking any capital, which happens when you order in big volume from Italy to get competitive price, competitive prices, economy of scale. So you will have no logistics hassle to do groupage in Italy. So as I just said, no capital, it's locked for months, nowhere else space needed, not two, three months lead time to get the products in case you ran out. So this is a way for a distributor in the US to have an attractive Italian range that, you know, at least you need to have 30 to 40 SKUs to have an attractive Italian range coming from 10, 12 wineries, let's say. So logistically, financially, and even administratively, it's complicated. And I think it's better to spend time selling rather than chasing papers. So I would rather sell first then buy what's needed. The stock would be in Florida, for instance, or in other selected warehouses across the US. Prices are like you were buying directly from wineries in Italy. So the stock is in Florida, but the prices are like it's coming straight from a winery in Montalcino. So all in all, you will minimize financial risks, which we know it's amongst the first uh, cause of really going bankrupt at the end of the day. And I've seen many over the last, unfortunately, many over the last six to 12 months. So you will minimize or bring to zero your financial risks. You will expand your Italian portfolio, save money and time, and just focus on getting new clients. To, to chime in, I've been seeing, especially during COVID, small distributors who cannot uh, travel to Italy or commit to a big chunks of product. And instead of importing the containers themselves and, and uh, basically risk it not working or, or coming in late, um, they're able to tap in, for example, to products that Gaetano is bringing to the market that are somewhat proven in Florida, have a mixed palette being uh, delivered to their state and know that this product is available, uh, know that it's that it's, uh, that it's close, so uh, it's going to be there in a timely manner, and also that it's tested in a different market. That allows them to get a product that is somewhat proved and somewhat proven market fit in, in a different state without having to invest too much time on my, or money to get it to, into their portfolio. Okay, that's an absolutely critical thing I've been telling everybody all along. At the end of the day, it's not about the wine. Making good quality wine is relatively easy to do. The technology and the science are there. The challenge is getting that wine to somebody who wants it two or three tiers down uh, the system. So the question that an import, a traditional importer, distributor, retailer, for that matter, are going to ask isn't how wonderful the wine is and yeah, they'll ask, does it have scores and all that kind of stuff. But what you really want to know is how do I know it will sell in my store? So if you start small using this system where you're not looking at container loads, you have an opportunity to work more closely with the retailers and customize your marketing to fit their individual setup. Create a case history that documents this is a velocity. We're moving this stuff at you know a case a month and putting in these kinds of support 
programs, which are extendable and scalable. That's what somebody wants to know. How do I know it will sell? Well, here's a case history of what we're doing in Georgia. And I realize Georgia is different from Tennessee, but it still gives you a sense that this is you're not betting on something that's new to the world. There is a track record of it or in, in the US. And I think that is, is ap- I see it as absolutely critical because while they may not say, how do I know it will sell? That's the real question they have in their mind. So let's make sure that we're answering the question they have by putting in place a system that allows you to start small, measure what's going on, and then scale and replicate. And that's what I particularly like about this. There are many ways to skin a cat, and there are a lot of pieces in this puzzle. We took a look at one solution that touches parts of the problem uh, earlier this year with an interview with Cheryl Dursey of LibDib. We're going to be talking about talking to a couple of service importers, Park Street and MHW, talking about what their programs do and where the strengths and weaknesses are. And this week we had Great Bin, which is a tougher one to describe, but is a very different approach to the U.S. market. So not that all of them are the ultimate solution and not that all of them are the exclusive solution, but I what we're trying to present to people here is there are options in the U.S. market that fit within the three-tier system that don't look like things used to look like. And given what happened with COVID, we can't look back. We're not going to go back to the way things were. We're going to go forward to the way things are. And we look at these things as options for producers and frankly, importers, distributors, retailers, on-premise, everybody else in the system as a way to get products to the US. We're talking about Italian products here that might be stymied in in other ways. Uh, Yeah. So thanks, Steve. Definitely. Our goal is to have uh, to supply tools and add value uh, to players across the three tier to importers and distributors help them source better product with less risk and obviously to champion the producer and empower them with tools that give them information to the market and yeah hope to see you both uh, soon in real life I just want to thank again you, Steve, uh, to have uh, given a chance to uh, share our uh, new uh, proposition for the U.S. market to our uh, Italian winemakers' friends. So I hope to see you guys very soon in some sort of fair. and We will be having a booth uh, Pro Vine next year, in Italy next year. So I hope to see you all soon. Yeah, let's get on a plane. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you very much. Uh, so this is Steve Ray. That was uh, an interview with Jack Cohen-Martin and Gaetano Paragini uh, talking about the Grape Inn solution for exports to the U.S. market. Tune in next week and we'll have another interesting subject to talk about. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks. This is Steve Ray saying thanks again for listening on behalf of the Italian Wine Podcast. <laughs>